0: welcome to the How to Love Yourself No Matter What podcast. My name is Amanda Hess, and I am a certified life coach. If you are like me, you know that self-love is important. But did you know that it's the number one thing missing when it comes to creating a life you love? Listen in, friend. I'm going to share all my secrets because you deserve to love yourself starting now. Hello, and welcome to episode number 30. Okay, today we are going to talk about healing trauma. Now, before I dig into this topic, there's something that I really need you to understand when it comes to what I'm going to share with you here. A lot of times people will come to a strategy call with me and ask me, what is the best modality modality to deal with healing trauma? And they will ask me about EMDR and they will ask me about somatic therapy and they will ask me about exposure therapy and they will ask about all of these different types of therapy. And they'll be like, which one do you think is better? Maybe I should do this instead of that. And here's my take on it. My take on it is that it all works. Every single therapy works, but as a caveat, what is more important than doing the therapy is the relationship that you have with yourself. And I have really noticed with myself and with a number of my clients and in all honesty with the rest of the world, that the thing that actually moves the needle when it comes to healing trauma will always be the relationship that you have with you. That is the one thing that is always in our direct control. So. I want to share with you today really and truly what what I do about trauma when it comes to me when it comes to my clients and what do we do with it and how do we heal it and I would, you know, boldly say that every single client that has ever worked with me has been able to have a way better relationship with themselves at the end if not one of the best relationships not if not the best relationship that they've ever had with themselves in their entire life and that this has been the catalyst to being able to handle the trauma and be able to deal with what is happening now and what has happened in your past. So, let's just dig in here. The first thing I want to know or I want you to know I should say is that trauma is different for everybody. And there is a lot of trauma that goes on, okay? And there are lots of different experiences that people bring to coaching with me that we have like talked about and gone through. So there has been affairs, right? There's been divorce. Um, There have been clients that have been abused by family members that have been raised in extreme poverty that have been surrounded by addicts. I've had clients who have been raped And molested, or suffered the death of a family member, and survived cancer. And this is what the world would refer to as big T trauma. And there's a whole bunch more, right? I mean, I could sit here and probably talk for an hour and not get through all of the big T traumas. But it's also important to know that this is not the only trauma that we experience as humans. So, other traumatic events would be things like moving getting married, having babies, and i want you to notice that these are, you know, arguably positive things, right? but still traumatic. okay? still alters your experience, right? changes the relationship that you have with yourself. other traumas that we experience are things like covid, right? or getting in a car accident. there are many many more types of trauma, okay? and What may be traumatic for you, it's possible it's not traumatic for somebody else. And trauma is very subjective. Trauma is how our brain is able to navigate what is happening. All right. And there are more eloquent definitions of trauma, I'm sure. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I have done a bunch of research on trauma or that I'm well studied in it. I can say that I'm well-studied in it from the fact of the work that I've done on myself and the therapy and coaching and all of the things I've done for myself and other family members, but also helping so many clients through this experience. And what I want for you in this episode is to walk away with a better understanding of how you can go about healing trauma for yourself, okay? So, I want to talk to you first about what happens and what you can do if you're in the middle of a trauma, okay? If it's something that's still affecting you. So normally what I notice is that when we are in the middle of this, we tend to feel very stuck. We tend to feel like We can't move on, that this is almost the sun in our life and that we have it constantly there. And what I generally recommend and and the way that I lead my clients through this process is to simply start focusing in on where am I right now? Okay. We are feeling such intense negative emotions when we're experiencing trauma that we don't want to meet ourselves where we're at. We just want to get out of feeling as shitty as we feel. And I totally get it. And I completely understand. But what I will tell you is that the very first place we have to start is meeting ourselves where we are at. We really want to start looking at how am I feeling What are the emotions that I'm experiencing? How am I coping with them? And what is this creating for me right now? Because then we can start understanding like, where do we start? And inevitably with my clients, where we always start is we start looking at your definition of your own self-worth and your definition of your own lovability. Because very, very often that has been impacted by the trauma that we have experienced. And so I don't directly go in and start talking about the trauma. And in fact, one of the things that I really don't do in coaching is doing a lot of digging around in your trauma, because I just don't think that we have to. I just don't think you need to. So where we generally start is simply figuring out where are you? Right now. And then once we know, right, then once we know where you are, then we have the opportunity to really start putting a plan in place of like what we're going to do next. And that for me is always talking about what does our self care look like? Now, self care, we've talked about it in this podcast a lot right? But maybe you're new here, or maybe you didn't really hear it the way that I meant it the last time I talked about it. So let's talk about what is real self-care, okay? Real self-care is, isn't isn't an action, okay? Real self-care isn't what you do. Real self-care is what you think about yourself, okay? So... One of the things that my clients walk away from when they coach with me, and if you've heard any of my client interviews, they all say this, is asking yourself, what do I need right now? This is such an impactful question that we forget to ask ourselves, what do I need right now? Now, you might ask yourself that question and you might be like, I don't have an answer. I don't know. Okay. So if that's where you're at, I'm going to give you a couple of things to consider. Okay. Do you need rest? Are you getting sleep? Do you need to prioritize yourself? Are you at the top of your priority list? Do you need to eat nutritious food? Do you need to drink more water? Do you see where I'm going with this? We are building up on basic needs, and if your basic needs are not being met, then what happens is everything else falls apart. So if you think that you're too busy, if you think you don't have enough time, if you think you have to deal with your kids and your ailing parents and all of the other responsibilities like your work, and that that takes precedence over you, healing your trauma is going to be impossible. And you are going to continue to be in pain forever. And I'm sorry, I know that's probably really fucking hard to hear, but I am just being so real and so honest with you because I know for a fact that that's the truth, okay? So when I'm working with a client, we are building in self-care. We are discussing worth, self-worth, and lovability, and we are starting to elevate the human, the woman. To number one on the priority list. Okay. And that, I will tell you, is a process. Okay. That is not something that happens overnight. That is not something that you're somehow deficient if you don't do that. It is completely normal that you don't do that. Okay. (laughs) It's completely normal. Everybody is honestly like that because we've really been raised and socialized to believe that other people matter more than we do and that how we become a good person and how we should be validated is how other people see us. But I want you to consider that if you are in the middle of something traumatic, or maybe you just still haven't even healed from that traumatic thing, and it keeps coming up for you, that you are drowning. All right. And maybe there are other people beside you that are drowning. But if you don't teach yourself how to swim, if you don't allow yourself to be able to swim. If you like are trying to do that and your hands are tied behind your back, then what's going to happen is you're not going to be able to save anyone, anyways. And it's really, really important to understand the truth of that, and to understand that this isn't just uh, you know something they say like put the mask on yourself first. This is like legit. You're gonna drown if you don't do this. Okay, so that's number. One and two, I guess. The next thing that I do when I'm talking to a client and we're talking about their trauma and we're working on healing that is we start building in small windows of tolerance so that you can be alone and so that you can start to be able to notice the thoughts that you're thinking. It's really and truly developing small windows where you can, at the very least, have have an awareness of the thoughts that you're thinking. Because so often, the thoughts that we're thinking that are subconscious, we don't want to hear them. We kind of know they're there. And in fact, you may have done some of this work already. And you're like, Amanda, I already know what they are. We don't need to go there. And what I'm going to offer you is you do. And the reason why you do is you just need to have an awareness of what's going on. And we need to have a window of like tolerance of noticing them. Then once we do that, then we can start exploring the thoughts and the beliefs that you have about yourself because you'll know what they are. And I know that we kind of know the theme of what they are okay, I'm not good enough. Nobody likes me. I'm going to be abandoned, whatever. Those are pretty common ones, right? But it's not just that. It's like, why are you the one that's expressly fucked? (laughs) Okay. We want to kind of get to the heart of it. We want to get to those thoughts that like when we think them, they do kind of tear us down a little bit. We do feel ourselves breaking down when we admit this is really the thought and i mean i i know i've personally had that experience so many times here's what i will tell you though it's so healing because once we have an awareness of that and once we start seeing like some of the things that we think then you know in all honesty i believe with an expert's help i don't necessarily know that this is something you can do on your own but maybe you can but I know from my clients in talking to me I get to help them navigate that, okay? Because once we have an awareness of the thoughts, then I can start pointing out the ones that are thought errors. They're errors, they're not true. And it's amazing how many things that we think about ourselves that when we really admit it to ourselves, we believe it's true. You know, we just believe it because there has been this constant reinforcement of it being true by us, by others, by our parents, by society, by teachers, by life. And so it really is taking a pause, stopping and noticing. And then what we do is we do a lot of allowing and I know that if you're listening to this and you've never worked with me, or even if you're in the beginning stages of working with me, maybe the idea of allowing sounds like you'd rather light yourself on fire. (laughs) Okay. I get it. But that's because you think that our thoughts are our feelings. We think that thoughts are feelings and feelings are thoughts. And that's not true. Okay. There is thoughts that we think, and there's feelings that we feel and feelings that we feel, we feel them in our body. So a lot of times when somebody will say to me, I always feel bad, I already know they don't actually feel at all. What they feel is a lot of fear because they are running away from what they feel because they can't even take a second to experience the vibration of the feeling, especially if that feeling is one of low worth, of unlovability, of just being a horrible human, of being you know, whatever it is for you. So I totally get that but allowing is something that you do in your body. Allowing is not something that we think. Allowing is just noticing the vibration in your body. And if you start getting more aware of your body and more aware of the sensations, what you'll notice is that it's not really that big of a deal to feel the feeling. It doesn't feel good, but it doesn't feel bad either. It just is. So allowing is a huge part of the process. And In allowing, there is a lot of crying, okay? Crying is normal. Crying is cleansing. There's actually been research to show that crying regulates your nervous system. And I think that's fascinating and amazing. And so many of us are so scared to cry. Yet, knowing that the actual act of crying, if you just allow it, regulates your nervous system is worth noting. We also work on when we're dealing with this thing, with these things, on accepting, accepting that where we are is where we are. And I had a a coach that I follow. She's a business coach and she did a podcast on being in a hole. And she's talking specifically about being in a hole in your business. But I'd like you to think about it from being a hole in your life. So you're walking along thinking everything's fine, and boom, somebody pushes you in a hole. (laughs) right? That's, I think, how we all kind of experience COVID, right? Um, But sometimes what happens is we are walking along, we've already climbed ourselves out of the hole, and then somehow we're in another hole, Hmm. right? And we keep falling in holes. And we're like, what the F is wrong with me? Because I keep falling in these holes. And nothing. That's life, just so you know. That's life, falling in holes. That's what we do. But when we accept, it makes us able to allow acceptance allows allowance, <laughs> okay, and then it also gives us the opportunity to simply notice all of the things that are true and untrue and start really navigating that and figuring that out. So, once we have acceptance, the other thing I want you to work through, and the thing that we work through when we're you know healing trauma, is allowing the unacceptance not even sure if that's a word, but apparently it is because I wrote this down and it didn't put it as a a spelling error. Allowing for the unacceptance, like allowing the fact that you're a human, so we don't always accept it and giving yourself space and permission to just not accept it right now. And That might be like, it might sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm really not because we're always working towards just allowing the experience, allowing the emotions, allowing what's happening, accepting where we are right now, meeting ourselves where we're at, and then meeting ourselves where we're at when we can't accept. This is not complicated, but it sounds a little complicated when I'm saying this to you. But what I want you to know is that this is actually really easy to do once you start figuring it out. The truth is what we do along this process, as we're moving along the process towards healing our trauma, is we just continue to move forward. And We start noticing, right, that nothing has actually gone wrong. Like feelings are just feelings that we feel in our body. It's completely normal to fall in holes all day long, every single year. That is what's supposed to happen. You know, I can just meet myself where I'm at. I can, you know, regulate my nervous system. I can allow, I can accept. Just noticing that nothing has gone wrong here. This is how it's supposed to go. The next step of this, the next part of this, and what just I want you to know is this isn't linear. This all happens sort of together, not all at once, but moves around in a very free way, is grieving. So we have to grieve the person we were, the experience we've had, the things we are going to lose, the things we're going to miss. We need to grieve those things. And so grief is a part of healing. Trauma. And it really is a process. You know, if I think about even the grief that I have over losing my mom, it's just changing the conversation over and over. It's an evolving, flowing thing. It's always changing. And when you do all of these things, okay, when you start actually implementing all of this, what you'll notice is that the episodes just don't last as long they just don't. And you notice that you can just soothe your nervous system. Like you can do things and act things for yourself to be able to soothe your nervous system. Um, another way of looking at it is regulating your nervous system. But I do think it's a little bit more than, than what we realize because a big, big part of this is proactively soothing your nervous system putting in in place a plan for yourself, doing things that really and truly help you handle the nervous system when it's triggered, but doing it beforehand. Like I've talked about this in previous episodes, but really, if you think about trauma, okay, it's like, it's what makes your gas pedal more like, um, it makes your gas pedal more touchy. (laughs) So If you have a touchy gas pedal on your emotions, then you can see how your emotional experience is all over the place, right? But if you don't have a touchy gas pedal, it's not as all over the place. So, soothing your nervous system, proactively soothing your nervous system, is ensuring that you don't have that touchy gas pedal, allowing the emotion after you have done that, right? So, doing both this and Soothing the nervous system proactively, allowing the emotion every time it comes up. Allowing the emotion is not reacting to the emotion. I want you to remember that. So allowing the emotion is not feeling angry and losing your shit. Allowing the emotion is feeling angry and allowing that experience in your body. Another thing that we do when I'm healing trauma with a client is is we're holding space for re-experiencing the trauma. So... I think that a lot of times what we think is that healing trauma means it goes away and it never comes back. And I wish that was true because I do recognize and understand that it doesn't feel good to go through this, but you're going to re-experience it and that's okay. And it's simply just noticing, have I been soothing my nervous system? Have I been giving myself time and space? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I, you know, getting enough water? Am I eating nutritious food? Am I filling my life with things that make my life a net positive? Just noticing those things, and not making it mean that you're somehow like inexplicably fucked because this keeps happening. So we hold space for re-experiencing the trauma, and instead of running away, we get curious about it. We we become compassionate towards it. And what this does when you're healing your trauma in this way is it allows you to lean into yourself more and away from yourself less. We're really, what we're doing is we're reducing the disassociation from you, from what you don't want to experience. Instead, it's like we're pulling it in closer. And it's counterintuitive because what we think is, if I don't want to experience this, I want to push it away so that I don't have to experience it. And what I'm offering is that instead, what we do want to do is we want to put our arm around it and and draw it in closer. And so my feelings towards healing trauma are exactly that. Really and truly, what we do is we keep the conversation alive right, with ourselves We recognize the triggers, and we know what to do about them, and we are listening to ourselves as much as we're talking to ourselves. So ultimately, what I'm talking about here is changing the relationship that you have with you and making that relationship with yourself the priority. That is how you heal your trauma, okay? And what I will also tell you is that a good relationship requires listening, not just hearing, but listening. So really taking the time with yourself and noticing, am I afraid? Because if I'm afraid that requires my attention and that requires me taking my time. So I always like to use an abused puppy as the analogy. And I don't know the last time I used this on the podcast, maybe the last one, (laughs) if I did, I'm sorry, but I always like to think about approaching ourselves and our relationship with ourselves when we've experienced trauma, like we're approaching an abused puppy. Now, an abused puppy is not going to do well if we are holding it accountable. Okay. If we're beating it up, if we're yelling at it, if we're mad at it, if we have these expectations of it being this happy, amazing puppy, and it isn't, it's not going to respond to that. What is it going to respond to? It's going to respond to care, attention, compassion, kindness, gentleness. And that is really and truly how you need to approach yourself when it comes to healing your trauma. And please know that if you are emotionally reactive, I guarantee it's because of unhealed trauma. And so here's the thing. Healing trauma is, in my opinion, rebuilding the trust that you have with yourself. That's what it is in a nutshell. So, really, the steps that I've given you here, that is how I help you rebuild the trust that you have with yourself. Because the truth is, maybe even if that trauma happened a long time ago, but you're still experiencing panic attacks and you're still experiencing freakouts be that explosive rage or complete shutdowns where you can't get out of bed, regardless, that has everything to do with you starting to build up trust with yourself. So this process, it always works. It, it really does. It always works. So regardless of whether or not you're in the middle of a trauma, you just experienced a trauma, or this trauma was 40 years ago it does not matter the process is always the same so does all of these do all of these therapies work they do but i will say that building the relationship that you have with yourself and addressing that that actually has to happen either alongside or first it's the only way that this works because The only constant that we really have in our lives is our relationship that we have with ourselves. That is the truth. We are always there. We bring us with us wherever the fuck we go, right? So when we start changing that relationship, when we start really dealing with ourselves in a completely different manner, dealing with our trauma in a completely different manner, giving ourselves time and space, making ourselves a priority that's when everything gets better. Okay. So that's what I've got for you today. I know you know this, but you can still book a strategy call with me. The thing is though, they book up. So I know for a fact that I have, I think one available on Friday and I'm not even sure if it's available anymore. So if you want to book one, book it now, just go to amandahast.ca slash book a call, get on a call. We'll walk out like what, Work out what your strategy is for what you're dealing with and you get to have that to keep and use and it's free. Okay, my friend, I hope you have an amazing weekend. I'll next, I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can look forward to a new episode of this podcast every week. And Hey, if you like this podcast, do me a favor and leave a review. When you do, it helps this podcast grow, and it allows me to help more women just like you. And if you just know that you need help putting this all together, why don't you book a free consult with me? We can talk about you and what's happening in your life and put a real plan in place to manage the stress and anxiety for good. Just head on over to amandahess.ca slash book a call to set that up.